0: Hey there, I'm Sasha. I'm a doctor, I'm a mom, and I'm a founder. I believe that women are overwhelmed and exhausted. So I founded a company called Brave Enough. Brave Enough helps thousands of women find clarity, set boundaries, and gain control of their lives. So welcome, sit back, and let's get into the good stuff. In season two, episode 51, Sasha interviews Dr. Una. They discuss how to survive and thrive in this 2020 economy. Now here's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkut. Welcome to The Brave Enough Show. It's your host, Dr. Sasha Shilkat. I'm so excited you're here today. I have a really good friend on today, and we're going to talk about a whole series um, of what it means to be an ambitious woman and how to use that and thrive in our current economy. I think it's really important for women to have skills and just have a thought that you have the power to create your own financial stability. I really believe in that. And I know there's a lot of work to do in this arena. Women are paid significantly less and there's some amazing women out there in all different areas of business, medicine, technology, who are working really hard to close that gap. And so to Today, I want to do a little bit of that and just reframe some thoughts because 2020 has been hard. And so we're going to talk about what it is to be an ambitious woman in 2020 and how do we thrive in our current economy. Um, But before we do, I want to really invite you to something awesome that I have put together, and that is called The Table. And this is our new Brave Enough membership group. And the cool thing about it is you don't have to be a doctor to join. Any woman can join. And if you get in, in the month of October, November, you can lock in a rate right now as a founding member. So you want to get in and lock in your rate. What is the table? Well, it's a place where women, professional women can come in and go as little as they want. It is not on social media. It lives in an app and it's our membership community. We're breaking down hot topics like how to negotiate everything from what to wear to an interview to how to deal with work-life balance, how to reframe your defeatist thoughts around imposter syndrome. We're sharing style secrets and it is just such a positive community already. We've been doing it for about a month and it's so far, it's going amazing. I bring you all the resources. There is nothing you need other than to come in and check it out. So check it out for two free weeks on me and see if you want to join and sit at my table. I would love for you to be there. Go to becomebravenough.com slash the table, becomebravenough.com backslash the table. I would love to see you there. Welcome to the Brave Enough show. It is so fun and It's such an honor for me to have an amazing guest on today. She, I should say have her back because she's been on the show before. Many of you know her on social media um, as Dr. Una. She is a pediatrician by training, but in the last few years, she has developed an amazing company and really grown a phenomenal entrepreneurial business for training physicians on how to launch and grow their businesses. And she has a phenomenal podcast and she's just a leader in this space and she is a dear friend of mine and I'm so excited to have her on today because we are going to be talking about how as ambitious women we can thrive in 2020 in this economy using some basic uh, business principles that... Dr Una actually came up with after the brave enough elevate summit. So I'm so honored to have you on today. Welcome to Back to the Show, my dear friend Dr Una. Well, thank
1: you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this. I'm, I'm so excited. This is going to be great.
0: And we decided that we both have podcasts. So we're going to be sharing this episode on both of our podcasts, Entre MD and The Brave Enough Show, because we really want to reach as many of you as possible. And while we're, you know, we're most of my audience are women, most of her audience are both uh, genders. And so everything that we're going to talk today applies to both men and women in whatever profession, really not just medicine. But we want to really empower you today to think about your own limiting beliefs around growing a business, especially in 2020. And so when you were reflecting after the brave enough summit, can you kind of give a little snippet of how you came up with this idea of these seven principles?
1: Well, so one, one of the things I learned a few years ago is that going to a conference just for the content um, limits how much you can get out of a conference um, so there are three things you should get out of every, every conference. One is the content, right? And like the Brave Enough um, Summit, there's, I mean, there's so much great content, uh, such great speakers and all of that. So that's the first thing, but it's one of three. Um, the second thing you need to get out of it is you watch the people organizing the conference. You watch how they've grown the conference over time. Watch how they were how they were able to execute it, right? Because in doing that, you learn so many lessons, and then the third thing is networking, right? Because your network is your network, period. Mm. Um, so I went to that conference with that mindset. So the content was great, but watching the execution of the conference was just so mind blowing. And as the conference went along, even before it started, I started documenting, at least thinking about. The lessons that I gleaned from that, so that's where those um, seven steps came from.
0: (laughs) I love this, and you. I mean, I. You know, one thing to know about Dr. Una is that she is constantly learning, and that's why she's constantly pivoting and succeeding. Is because you know you really have a growth mindset, and you know that when I had to cancel Brave Enough conference, I was so low. Like I, and I was really resistant, like in my brain, I was like, I am not doing anything online. I am so sick of doing online stuff. I am tired of the pandemic. I am so angry at at the world right now because they canceled the one thing that I love looking forward to every September. And I'm so angry. I am not going to do this. And I really fought with myself for about a month and you know this because we've talked, but like I had to, I had to just, deal with my fixed mindset around it and get over myself. Like I literally had to, I was limiting moving forward. And once I worked through that in my brain, um, to be honest with you, I learned more doing the Brave Enough Elevate Summit virtually, more life lessons than, than anything that I probably would have learned at the Brave Enough Conference, because I, I really learned a lot about Business and how, and and really how to grow and how to pivot in life when you feel like you watch your dreams crumble or you watch a project get denied or you watch a publication get rejected, whatever it is in your life, right? Or a relationship fall apart. Like all of us are having to build back things and deal with disappointment in 2020. So I want to go through these seven principles that you wrote because I think they're so wise. So the first one you talked about was. These are seven principles for, for you to grow and thrive in whatever challenge that you're facing right now, primarily in our business practices um, in 2020. The first one, hard work. And you wrote, having a goal is not enough. You have to commit to the painful hard work it takes to make it a reality. Dreams don't work. I do. I love that. Can you talk to us about where this comes from? Just dreams don't work. I do.
1: Well, OK, so all of these lessons now, and this is for the audience, all of these lessons I learned from watching Sasha pull the Brave Enough Summit, um, Elevate Summit, um, pull it off. And this started from way before, you, you know, the, the summit was September um, and then you made the announcement for it in June. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to my shock, you started from June and you posted about that that summit every single day until september every single day there was most days there was a video i think almost every day there was a video and there was a post and i'm like she's not joking about this stuff like (laughs) she's serious (laughs) and and this is me watching from the outside because i wasn't even part of the team organizing or anything like that I'm like, she won't go away. Not like <laughs> I wanted you to go away, but you know what I mean, right? Like the sheer amount of hard work. and this is not even putting the conference on. This is not behind the scenes, setting up the platform. This is not behind writing all the emails. This is just me watching you every single day, showing up to say, brave enough Elevate Summit is coming you need to attend it this is where you go to get your tickets this I mean like it was every day <laughs> so I need to think of every day from June and this is early June right mm-hmm. from June all the way to September nonstop. <laughs> it takes hard work.
0: I could feel your hard work. Just oh, watching. Well, thank you. <laughs> you know, it, it, it leads right into our second point, which you created on vision casting and keeping the vision in front of people. And I can tell you yeah. that your vision has to be totally in sync with your mission. And I, I'm telling you, there were days where I woke up and I was like, I don't want to post today. I'm not feeling it. People are sick of me. People are so tired of it. I'm going to lose like people's, you know, attention. But I kept, I always go back to the mission. Like, do I believe in it? Yes, of course I believe in women coming together and empowering one another. And of course I believe in uplifting, uplifting voices. So that's the mission. So does it really, does it really matter? I don't feel like posting. No, that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that I don't feel like doing the work or sending these emails or making these calls for the hundredth time to sponsors. No, it's about the mission. And so talk to me about vision casting. You wrote constantly keeping the vision in front of people.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I think everybody wants a preferred future, right? Like, Mm. but a lot of times we don't know it's there
0: hmm.
1: But as business owners, as people who are leading specific efforts, as a parent, like whatever it is that you do, many people will not see what you see. And it's your job to keep telling them this is possible. We can go here. This is possible. We can go here in the beginning. They may not get it. They may not respond to it. But if we're relentless they'll catch up with it. So all through you know the, the three months when you were showing up to talk about the brave enough you, brave enough elevate something you kept you kept saying things like are you overwhelmed? Do you mm-hmm. need encouragement? Are you tired? Mm-hmm. There's a community for you there's a place for you there's this event that is just for you to encourage you, to give you the inspiration that you need, to give you the confidence you need, to help you thrive in spite of what is going on. Mm-hmm. And Because you had the hard work there and you were relentless in putting that out, people caught on, right? In the beginning, maybe we're like, yeah, whatever, you know, we're just going to wipe away 2020 and pretend like it didn't happen, (laughs) you know? Right, right. But you kept coming, like, this could happen. And you would use stories, like, I had this challenge and I overcame it. And this is why I stand for women. And this is why I stand against bias. And this is why I created the summit. It's for you. Yes. So you were relentless in painting the picture of a preferred future. So many people maybe didn't believe it in the beginning. But I mean, when you hear it every day for 30 days, 45 days, 60 days, night at some point, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Yes. Maybe this can be my reality. Maybe that could be my reality. Well, that was beautiful to see.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Well, it's interesting because, you know, I've done now for Conferences and after every conference, so in the middle, the, the immediate post conference, I get. All the people that attend the conference go, oh my gosh, I have to do this every year because the benefit of it was is so tangible, right? It's like, it's like when you, you know, go on a vacation and you're like, why don't I do this more? Or you go on a date with your yeah. spouse and you go, why don't we do this more? But then people le- lose that vision as they go back to their hard lives and work and families and responsibilities. And they feel like they don't have time for it. And then. Every time you have to, I keep, you have to keep the vision of what you're doing in front of people because you want that vision for them. Because I w- I believe in this, like I believe in women coming together. So as a leader, I think, or as a creator of a business or project or team, you have to constantly be creating that vision. And if people can't, don't know what it is, if they can't say it in in a sentence, what your company is about or what your vision is about, then you haven't done a good job in your messaging. So that kind of goes into point three, which is to thrive in 2020 persistence. You know, I had a goal. I wanted 500 women. I set the goal high. I didn't think I'd get 500 women, to be honest that would attend a virtual conference. Um, I really didn't. So it blew me away. I almost got to 700. I mean, I think I had 700, 680 some. So it, 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 you know, you commented about that and it's true. Um, I was relentless, but I was persistent. And I always say like, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I, I, that is not me. (laughs) I am not that smart, but I am persistent. (laughs) And I, I don't give up on things sometimes to my demise, actually, I probably should quit sooner. I have to be convinced sometimes to quit things that are failing because I'm so like dig my heels in, but can you talk about persistence and how you see persistence in 2020?
1: So I'm, I'm going to borrow something you just said and throw that out just in case anybody missed it. Like I may not be the smartest person in the room, but I'm persistent a lot of times people think smarts and success are equivalent, and they're not. Um, mm-hmm. Victory goes to the person who won't go away, mm-hmm. who's persistent, who won't take no for an answer, who believes believe in their dream and keep showing up and showing up and showing up, even in the face of doubt, even when you don't feel like. Because we don't always feel like doing what we should do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. It, sometimes as mommies, as mommies who really love our kids, sometimes we just want to be left alone. But we'll talk about that on a different podcast episode. Um, so I pulled up the definition of persistence just so people don't mistake this with hard work. OK, so persistence is a firm and obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition mm. and that continuance, I watched you do that. Like you literally showed up and sold every day. Now, of course not sold like in a sleazy used car salesman way, but you constantly gave people the opportunity to sign up for the conference. This is the, this is the summit. This is why you must sign up for it. This is the link to go sign up for it. Right. Mm -hmm. People post in comments, how I'm thinking about it, but I wonder you would respond to that. And you're like, Yes, you're wondering about this. This is the answer. This is why you should sign up. This is the link to sign up. And you did that day in and day out and day in and day out. And that's the reason why, even though you truthfully didn't believe you could put 500 in there, you put 600 in. Mm -hmm. It's the persistence. So for for every one of us, whether, you know, you're launching a business, um, is the it's the it's showing up. No matter what. Showing up every day, no matter what. Some days you won't feel like it. Some day the naysayers will come hurt you real bad that you feel like I'm scrap that, I'm not doing it anymore. Some days you get bad news, you're like, I'm not doing that anymore. Someday you have challenges, oh, I'm not doing that anymore. No, you continue going in spite of difficulties, and you'll end up getting results that are bigger than what you even planned for
0: that's persistent. I love that. I love it. I love it. I love that this is like a little sermon on persistence, which is what we all need because so many of us right now feel like giving up. Like I've just even heard people at work say, you know, I'm not even trying to publish anything or I'm not even trying to, I'm just surviving. And I think that's a real feeling. And I think it's so easy to lose sight or put on hold our dreams, but I think we have to persist. And that can be anything that can be creating boundaries. You know, you have to persist to create boundaries in the life you want and, or it can be a business or it can be a a promotion or, you know, closing that gap. I mean, whatever it is. So I love that, which goes right into something that you and I both believe in very strongly collaboration. And you wrote, you know, nothing gets big, gets done by one person. And that is so true. Um, there were so many people that helped pull off the summit and so many people who gave me space to do that. So I think that, I think that we often underestimate collaboration and, you know, sometimes you don't have to be best friends with someone to partner with them and you don't have to be best friends with someone to learn from them. So, and to give them space on your on your platform or in your world. So talk about collaboration in 2020.
1: So collaboration is, it, is, it may not be everything, but it's really high up there close to everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I I watched you, um, because you had, you had over 30 speakers, but you're a smart, brilliant person who's spoken on many stages. You could have decided to do the whole thing by yourself,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that you pulled in that number of people, you had the kickoff party and rather than throw the kickoff party, you got a whole team of people to host breakout sessions, which made it a much richer experience than if it was just you, Right. And there's nothing wrong with it. You're amazing, but it's the power of collaboration. It's reaching out. I know you got the um, the CMEs and all of that stuff when maybe in the beginning you didn't think you could, but you reached out to some person in your tribe who helped pull that off. And you had all these amazing speakers, um, you know, who are not just doctors, but other speakers. And leveraging all of that just made it a huge, rich experience, really huge really rich. You had the Q and A's. You could have answered all those questions, but you chose to do multiple panels with different groups of people. Mm -hmm. So it's all about working with people. Um, The more people you can work with, the bigger your impact can be. And it really is just that simple. And so that was one of one of the things that I look back in my life. I'm like, if I could fix something and I don't do regrets, this is just me analyzing. So I can tell people who are younger and say, don't do what I did, you know, (laughs) but (laughs) yeah, but but one of the things, yeah. And one of the things I look back at, I'm like, if I could change one thing is I would start doing people. I would have started doing people much earlier. Mm -hmm. I was a very shy, introverted, socially awkward person. And I would have overcome, I would have done anything to overcome that sooner and then just start working with people. People make your life so rich. But this is the kicker, though. So let me just throw this out there because I know someone is going to be thinking nope, people hurt me. I'm done with that. I don't do people. People are like antibiotics, they will fix the ear infection, but they may give you diarrhea. <laughs> they may. And it's okay. Okay, do you want your ear fixed or not? Right? It's an acceptable
0: side effect. So, yes. Spoken by a pediatrician. <laughs> I know. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this. I love that quote. I'm going to steal it and I will give you total props every time I use it. Oh my gosh. That is like life changing. It is so true. And it's so interesting because, you know, I have like, I I think in 2020, there's so many people saying, I hate people. I hate people. I just can't stand people right now. I got to get off social media. Well, okay. Okay you have to understand you are people (laughs) like we are all part of that. And so I have to, I have to agree with you. I think, um, if I would go back and learn something, I would, number one, I would ask more people that I was afraid of or intimidated by for help sooner, because I think that intimidation really keeps us in, you know, boxes that are invisible and we think we just stay in this invisible box because we're intimidated by someone else and we're afraid to ask for help or ask them a question or ask them to collaborate because we look at the number of their followers or their their rank in academia or their, you know, success and we measure it against our own and we go, oh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't ask that person to collaborate or, or we look at someone who is doing similar things and we look at them as competition. But once, you know, you, I mean, I had, I've realized in the last five years that the women who are doing what I'm doing and doing it better in areas, I learn from them. I want to partner and collaborate with them. I don't want to compete with them. That's all in my brain. That's a limiting belief. But you're right. I mean, every single person that you come in contact with, you... Can benefit from, but you also are part of, you're going to give them things that they need, but you also may rub them the wrong way. That's called life, right? Like that's just, we have to get over that in 2020. I think, um, the next step that you talk about is delegation. And, and let me tell you, I delegated a lot in the brave enough summit. Um, I learned after the first conference that my control freak tendencies were (laughs) limiting me and hurting me and made me less successful. And I have learned that if someone else can do the work and do an 80% job and in my brain, I think, well, I must do it because I can do it a hundred percent. Maybe that's true, but if they can do 80% of the work as good as me, it is worth my sanity and it is worth growth for my company to delegate that.
1: I agree. 100%. So
0: how, so how can you talk about delegation? Because I think this is hard for us as especially women to trust other people to do the work.
1: I mean, it's a challenge and that's one of the things that I'm doing, but I'm learning because it's not my natural bent at all. Like at all, because I can do it. Okay. I can, I can do it. I don't need you to do it, but this is the thing now watching you, I saw how many emails came from Chantal. I saw, I saw you go like, wait a minute. I was trying to log on to the site, you know, to tweak something about the purse. And I found I couldn't get in because I didn't have the sign-in information for the site. I was like, this is fantastic, right? Like, this is amazing. So watching you, and it's not that you were delegating because you weren't doing the work. You were doing your work. But then you had people behind you doing their work. Yes. A, a lot of work that you could have said, no, I'm going to do this myself. And there, there's, there's a few things that we need to, to look at here. Now, one is that you are the most expensive person on your team for mm-hmm. most doctors, mm-hmm. right? Yep. I need to think about a doctor saying, oh, I'm not going to delegate this graphic. I'm going to sit in Canva and I'm going to do this flyer by myself. And it took you two hours, and you're like, "No biggie, I struggled. It took me two hours." Well, if your if your hourly rate is three hundred and fifty dollars, you just produced a seven hundred dollar flyer. <laughs>
0: I know. It's, I'm only laughing because it's so true. Because I've been in Canvas for two hours and then gone. Why I am I doing too. this? Like, that's why I'm laughing because I totally get it. It's yes, keep preaching. Tell us more.
1: It, It's a very expensive flyer and you shouldn't do it. Yes. Especially if it's not your area of strength, like you're not doing it for relaxation. You shouldn't (laughs) do it. You know what I mean? And so, and we say things like, well, this is a very common saying about doctors. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. You are put in a position to have wonderful earning power so you can literally buy time. Yes. Because if I get somebody on my team, and they work for me for only 10 hours a week, guess what? I have an extra 10 hours every week. If I can get them to work a 40-hour week for me, I just bought 40 extra hours. And they can do things that I can train them to do, and I can do things that only I can do. This is something that in 2020 needs to be your, your goal. So when I set my plan for the week, I map it out. I literally go through the items one by one and I'm like, what is on here that I'm only doing because I'm submitting to the limiting belief that I can't delegate these things. Yes. I literally go through it and then take things off. Like, I don't need to do this. The only reason why I haven't done it is because I don't want to be bothered with talking to my VA to delegate. Yes.
0: Stop it. Yes. Send
1: it off. Yes. Or training
0: someone. I hear this all the time from women who have the means to hire help. And they're like, well, I just can't get to that because I had to do laundry. And then I had to do that. And I'm like, why are you doing laundry? You've told me you want to do X and that you don't want to do laundry that you want to do this thing that's going to take two or three hours a week. So why are you doing laundry? And the Well, I'd have to try to find somebody. Yes, take an hour or two to find a neighbor person who needs a a teenager who needs cash. Have her come or him come twice a week and do your laundry. You just opened up that time. But because you won't take an hour to find that person, you're stuck in this limiting belief. And uh, let me tell you, I could not, Brave Enough would not exist without my my assistant Chantel. Like it, it just wouldn't. The book I wrote would not exist without Chantel because that freed up time for me to write. So I had this shift last year. I read the book by Michael Hyatt about vision strategy. I can't think of what it's the title, but I read it and I realized like, oh my gosh, I am in the weeds. I need to be visionary and mission driven. And I am in the weeds making Canva, you know, like you said. So- <laughs> I mean, this like, was like a wake up call for me. So I love that you're right. You and I think so alike in these areas. Okay. Belief. Number six belief. Um, you reminded me that I believed I was going to pull this off and I could see success when no one else did. And let me tell you, there were times where I could not see success, but I, you know, I always tend to be more positive in the morning. I don't know about you, but mornings are my, my jam. And I, I always tell myself like when I wake up and I don't believe in the mission or vision anymore, it's time to exit stage left. And there are times when you, you know, at three, you're going to have three AMs where you don't believe in yourself or you don't believe in the mission. Wait until morning because in the morning when the sun rises, you know, you and I both share a very strong faith and we know that the sun rises every morning to remind us that he is faithful and God is faithful and you don't have to be spiritual to get on board with this, but it's just a good reminder to the sun that today's a new day to start again and believe in yourself. And so there were times where I'd wake up at three in the morning and go, what am I doing? This is going to be a bomb. Nobody's going to be on, want to get online. Everybody's burned out. This is the dumbest idea I've ever had. And then three hours later I wake up and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I'm going to pour some coffee and believe in myself today and keep on trucking. <laughs> I want you to talk about doubt a little bit because I think doubt stops us from even voicing the dream. Yes. Yes.
1: And and doubt is the enemy. (laughs) Like it literally is. Mm -hmm. But I love that you said for me, I, I have the most belief in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, it's a reminder. I'm reminded that he's faithful, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's you fighting for your belief. Because sometimes we think belief is just this feeling we have that everything's going to work out just fine and it doesn't go away. Like it's never contested. We're, mm-hmm. we're always in that state and we're not. Um, but especially in challenging times, if you're going to thrive, the first thing is that you're going to have to believe. And sometimes the belief is not, a feeling. It's a decision, right? -hmm. Like at the beginning, you made a decision. I'm going to put 500 people in here, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're working on your belief and sometimes you doubt, but you work on your belief. You've made a commitment. You're like, this is what we're going to do. Sometimes I don't feel bad. I just don't, you know, throw everything in the toilet while I feel that way. I just wait, give it three hours, wake up and I'm good again. And when, when the pandemic first hit, I, I, I run a private practice. That's one of my businesses. And you, you know what happened with that, with the shutdowns and all of that stuff. So many private practices shut down. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do? What I did sounds like belief, but it was a decision. I was like, I'm not, I'm not going down and I'm not going to survive. I'm going to thrive. How am I going to do that? I don't know. Right. Same way with, with the summit. <laughs> How am I going to put 500 people? I do not know. But I've made a decision. Mm. I'm going to put 500 women in a room. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a decision that you own and then you work on the belief piece of it because you have to kind of hold that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like belief is be- belief. You're not standing on something concrete. You're not standing. On, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you're not yes. There's no data to show that you yeah. can pull off this. Like I've done this before. I can pull it. There's no data. That's just you holding on to a decision. Yes. Like I'm going to put 500 people here. How are you going to do it? I don't know. One step in front of the other. I have hard work. I have persistence. I have collaboration. I have delegation. We'll figure this out, but we're going to do it.
0: (laughs) And then after you
1: say, wow, I did it.
0: (laughs) You know? Yes. Yes. I love it. So it's a decision belief is a decision it's, and it's standing on that decision. And it's not standing on data because if otherwise you're going to be stuck forever because there is no data for your future, right? Like what you want to create or what you want to do, you have to stick to that, that decision, that belief. And, and I think that that is so important that people see someone like you who is so successful and that you still have these thoughts and you still go, okay, wait a minute, how am I going to do this? I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to figure it out but I'm going to believe I can. And I'm going to set the tone in my mind that I'm going to, that's really open and growth minded. Um, and I think that's, that's so hard right now because we look around on the news or on social or anywhere and we just see all this shaming and negativity and the pain and the grief and the loss. And so, two things can be true at once. You can look at all that and go, this is devastating. And I'm grieving for this loss that I've had, but I'm also accepting in the other hand growth. Like those two things can be in both hands. And I think right now that's not what's being projected towards us. It's one or the other. If you are accepting growth, then you're not recognizing grief, but you can have a hand in grief and a hand in growth at the same time. And yes. it, and then the last thing that I we want to talk about is excellence, um, which was so kind of you to tell me that the summit was excellent and the work that I did was excellent. You know, I there try, was. I I tried so hard to it was funny because the breakout session night was like, to me, like an epic failure because those of you that participated, we got great feedback, but uh, as Dr. Una knows, we were like teleported the moderators. We would be in one group and then we would be suddenly in another group. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how this started off. And everybody's going to think it was terrible and it's going to be blasted all over social media, but women loved it. They're like, oh my gosh. And it just shows you how flexible we are, right? As, As professional women in 2020, we've had to be nothing but flexible. But I think it's true. You know, what you have said, the quote, which everyone loved at the summit, and I've seen it retweeted and posted everywhere, strive for excellence, not perfection. And that was your quote of the summit. And everyone loved that. And, you know, we often think excellence is perfection, but you kind of blew us all away when you said, no, 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 that's not the same thing. So end us on this amazing note of excellence, not perfection.
1: So sometimes we don't take pride in our work because it's not perfect. Mm. Sometimes we don't want to put things out there because it's not perfect. Um, Sasha, they may actually be someone who wants, who has the capacity to put on a huge summit, even bigger Mm -hmm. and better Mm -hmm. than the brave enough elevate summit, but it hasn't happened because The plan is not perfect. Mm. Perfection is like the literal enemy kryptonite (laughs) of the entrepreneur or someone who wants to go somewhere. Mm. Now, what if instead of waiting for perfection to be proud, you could be proud of excellence, which means doing the best with what you have. That's what excellence is. You don't need it to be perfect. You need to do the absolute best that you can do with the resources, with the information, with the gifts, with the skills you have at the time. Now, if you can be proud of excellent work, you can put out work relentlessly because you may not be able to do something perfectly, but it is within your power to do it excellently. And the Brave Enough Elevate Summit was excellent. And I'm not saying that you know me, so you know this is not flattery. You know this is not me patronizing, but you had a short time to pull off a summit that didn't exist. It wasn't part of the plan for this year at all, it it just didn't exist. But you're able to pivot. You're able to do a summit. You're able to get great quality speakers. You use the beautiful platform, brand consistent. And in the same event, um, you launched the table. You gave us the brave bag, which guys (laughs) go check it out, okay? Which is an excellent bag. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Your emails were done excellent. The announcements went out when they were supposed to. So yes, there were some tech glitches, but guess what? I've attended some of the conferences put on by the most prominent entrepreneurs and speakers and event planners in the world. I guarantee you, they all had tech glitches. Mm. We're talking, they all, like 5,000 people in event. they had tech glitches. Okay. So the fact that there are tech glitches means it wasn't perfect, but it was excellent. Mm. And there's nobody talking about you remember the first day how you know we were in a we were in a breakout room and we got out of That's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the impact that it had, which is what you set out to do anyway.
0: I love right? that. So we need to this.
1: divorce perfection, like divorce it and embrace the fact that we can be excellent. And we just put it out there. Let me, let me leave with this. Every mom, every mom is proud of their baby. And that baby is not perfect. The baby poops on them, burps on them, spits up on them, looks cross-eyed, may not have any hair, right? But the mom is proud. The baby's excellent. The baby is quote-unquote perfect because they're all they can be at that stage, And when they go to kindergarten, they will do more. And when they go to um, high school, they will do more. When they graduate from Harvard, they will do more. The mom doesn't wait for the baby to graduate from Harvard before she's proud. We should stop waiting for perfection before we're proud to put stuff out there. We do excellence and we put it out there proudly.
0: Mm. Proudly. Okay. How wonderful is she? She is... Such a truth giver. You know, there are people that have knowledge and wisdom, and there are people that have knowledge and wisdom and know how to express it. And every time you talk, you bring me to tears. I just got tears because I'm needing this message today more than, more than you know. And I'm sure people that are listening need that. So I want to just repeat something that she said. We need to divorce excellence from perfection. How would our life look differently when we did that? Think of the person you love the most As she told us to do. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's your best friend, a parent. They're not perfect. And you think they're excellent. And that is such a good lesson for us to end this show with. And I'm so, thankful for you and I'm thankful for your courage to speak your voice in the world. We, We need more of you. We all need you every day in our lives because your wisdom is so powerful and it is what allows us to move towards change. So thank you, my friend, for hanging out with me for an hour. Everybody, I want you to know that I told her when we, before we started that this was my therapy session today. <laughs> Y'all just got to hear it. Y'all just got to sit in on therapy. So, um, I adore you and I can't wait till we get together and do this again.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. And thank you so much for owning who you are and putting it out there and putting your best effort out there that your, your brand has been such a huge blessing huge, huge, huge blessing. Um, and I can't wait to see what comes next. Just keep saying yes. I love it.
0: (laughs) I, I love it too. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening in as, and as always live brave. This has been an HSG production.